let's pray and then we'll get rolling. We'll tell the story of even how um, I got to this teaching, which was kind of interesting. <laughs> so, Lord, we just come to you. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your word, that it's alive and it transforms us. And Father, even tonight as we study what your word has to say to us, that we just submit our hearts and our minds to it to receive what's true and life-giving in it. I thank you for the people here and I ask that, Lord, you just give us ears to hear and hearts to understand, Father, what, you, what you're saying to us. And I just thank you in Jesus' name. Um, the topic of um, mind control, and I, I do love it because it really is a, what we do or don't do um, every day of our lives. So um, this, has, this teaching has come from, I wasn't going to teach this, and then the Lord just started, um, I started really being into some really heavy duty, um, I can see all of y'all, heavy duty battles myself, and the Lord really started zeroing in on um, what I was doing with my thoughts and what was going on with me, and that made a gigantic uh, <laughs> determination of where I was in this battle. So this is hot off the press of me, and as I told uh, Clint, every time I teach something, I feel like, well, sure, everybody knows this, and everybody does know this, because if you've been in church for very long, you've heard teaching on um, all variations of, of controlling your thoughts and taking your thoughts captive and how important that battle is. And so it's not like it's a new concept. But um, I'm just going to, and I've been in church all my life and heard, you know, hundreds of teaching on, I'm sure over however many years I've been alive, there's been a lot of them. And so particularly when we got in freedom ministry, there's just, there's a lot of, of it in that. And so as I teach tonight, I just want y'all to try to hear with fresh ears what this is because um, I have heard it like I said, for as long as I can remember, and I have given a mental assent to it over the years. I have done some of it over the years, but I kept thinking, well, yeah, that's exactly right. I, I would go, yeah, that's truth, but when it came down to my everyday life, um, I did it some, but it was really hit and miss, and if we want to walk in any kind of victory in our life, in any area of our life, it is a battle in our mind, and there's a gajillion books out there, and so why aren't we living in more victory and freedom in our lives <laughs> if we've heard it? So how do we go about taking that and applying it to our lives? And when God does something in my life, he has to like, I say dumb it down. It's not dumb it down in the sense of that the truth isn't precious, but simplify it for me. Because if it gets too overwhelming and too theological, I can't bring it down to how do I do this? How do I get up in the morning <laughs> and be a doer of what this word says? How do I do it? Um, how do I do it day after day after day till I can make some progress in anything? I just need some, this is where the rubber hits the road. This is how I'm going to do this thing. So I'm going to um, not try to insult anybody as you've heard this before, but just share some things that the Lord delight clicked on and... Um, as it's clicked on and I've begun to really walk in that, there's more and more freedom in my life and more and more victory in my life. And I am, like I said, in the middle of a fierce battle in my own life over some things. And God has narrowed it down to this is where you will fight it and this is where you will win or lose it. And so um, this is fresh off the press because I don't want to stay where I have been in this particular area. And I will share a little bit about that. Um, so I want you all to think about... Um, if all of us really grasp a hold of controlling our minds and doing battle, 
like I said, we would all be walking in varying amounts greater freedom than we are. And I know all of y'all know somebody who, who seems to do this very, very well. Um, and I'm not, I know Miss Dorothy doesn't like us to call attention to her, but there's somebody sitting there who, to me, I would be uh, following on her, right behind her, saying, teach me <laughs> what you've learned about the Word of God and taking a hold of your thoughts. So how do we become a doer and not just a hearer? So first of all, we have a million thoughts every day. We think from the time we get up in the morning till we go to bed at night. Sometimes we're thinking uh, all kinds of things, but what really the Lord showed me was you're thinking all day long and you are doing something with your thoughts all day long. You're already doing it. That's what clicked on. I was like, hey, I'm already doing this thing. This is not that bad. Okay, what I got to do is be more intentional about what I'm doing with it. Because, for example, um, we don't think about our thoughts a whole lot. But if we find ourselves in any particular negative state, if we can backtrack, there were thoughts that got us there. All right. And sometimes it might happen so fast that we don't catch it. But God's going to help us catch it. And I saw a plaque one day on the wall, and I would love to be able to go back and get it. And it said, don't believe everything you think. Okay? Because we have a thought does not mean it is true. Don't believe everything you think. What we're going to believe is what God's Word says. And how to get our thoughts from there to there is what renewing our mind is. And in a minute, I'm going to go back to the Scripture. But... The kinds of thoughts we have can be, let's look at just positive thoughts. And those are the things we're thinking that whatever things, whatever, so ever things are true and pure and lovely and, and God things and good things. And that usually leaves us in a real positive state. We like to be there. Um, and it's not to say that every thought that comes into our head is only a happy thought. That's unrealistic. There's things that are going on we're not having happy thoughts about. But um, it can be things like, God, you're so faithful or it can be the, the virtues of somebody that we love, or we're, we're focusing on positive things, and typically we're not feeling negative emotions when we're thinking on positive things. Okay, so neutral thoughts we have. This is if we're at our job, and we're working on a task, and we're solving a problem, and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing at work, okay? And we're not always having neutral thoughts. Sometimes we're on Facebook or whatever. That's not what we're supposed to be doing at work. We're supposed to be task-oriented, focused on what we're supposed to be doing, and those are kind of neutral. They're not really... Negative, they're not really positive, but we got to focus our thoughts on what we're doing at hand in front of us. Um, whether it's going down a grocery list, school, problem solving, whatever it is. And then there's some passive thoughts that come in our way. And these are thoughts if we're watching a television show, we're listening to a song, we're uh, watching a sports event. And we have to be really careful with those passive thoughts. They're kind of like something outside of us is pulling us in. We're following a storyline. We're... Whatever it is, it's really influencing our thoughts, and we have to be really careful with those because it can take us down some paths and we get into the negative stuff. So we have to be careful what we allow to just influence our thoughts passively. So the next group is our negative thoughts. And this can cover a wide range of topics, uh, individual to all of us. But how it results is, we have a negative feeling, we have a negative behavior, we catch ourselves in behavior patterns that we cannot figure out how to get out of. Um, we are, whatever it is, anxious, fearful, angry, um, all kinds of just places we don't really want to be, 
Um, fear's one of, fear's a big one. Fear of failure, fear of whatever. Um, that we have to battle, fear of the future, fear of, you know, just a wide variety. But things that um, trip us up, and we all have our pet things. Like, that's our, you know, have you ever seen cows walk through a pasture or something that just walks down the same path until there's just, you know, the same trail, so there's a trail there, it's worn, and that's usually the things that we just, that trip us up repeatedly. It's typically some of the same things. And we can train them off for something else, but. So several ways we can have what we do with those thoughts. Sometimes they just come through and we let them go. You know, like that was a rude thing somebody did. We just let it go. We don't grab it. We don't hang on to it. We just kind of let it go through. Um, or what gets us into big trouble is we grab it and we rehearse it. We entertain it, we dwell on it. Um, have any of y'all ever been sitting there feeling fine? You know, things are going pretty good and you have a thought, something brings it up, you see a person that has done something to you um, and off you go or something triggers something and off you go running on the path, okay? You start rehearsing the, the offense, you start um, what if and what if this happens, what if, what if, what if, um, we just we go down that path and we just start going and pretty soon and if y'all notice sometimes it's the same thoughts it's like you get on the path one thought goes after another you thought I thought this a hundred times and I'm sick of it and I'm sick of where it takes me but what do I do um, and, and sometimes it's amazing we will think we have trouble with forgiveness when what we're doing is continually rehearsing what that person did to us like a million times, over and over and over again, and then we wonder why we're not forgiving them. Well, <laughs> we can make a choice to forgive, and God will meet us in that, but we also have a choice if we're going to grab it and rehearse it. And it can be rehearsing if we feel shame. It could be rehearsing everything we've done shameful or a particular thing that gets us. Or if we are just overwhelmed by regret, we are rehearsing the things we did that we regret. And that's what takes us to those places, and it's hard to climb up out of. It can be feeling bad about ourselves. It can be, I mean, the list is limitless of what we can grab, go down the rabbit trail, and then we are in um, a problematic area or feeling that we can't seem to climb out of. A lot of us live there. And we think, um, sometimes we argue with ourselves about it. Uh, we don't just, we, can, we put up a fight. Um, have any of y'all ever felt like you needed to get up and go exercise, um, do what you're supposed to do, and you thought, no, no, I don't want to get out of the bed, you know, and you're like, uh, and then you think, okay, why do I need to get up and exercise? And you start reminding yourself of the reasons why it would be good for you to go do that. Uh, got problems with my blood pressure, I'm going to feel better afterwards, I'm going to, so we start arguing with ourselves to try to motivate ourselves to do what we know we need to do. My personal favorite, and this y'all think this is silly, but I used to have a, this <laughs> resistance to stop and getting gas. And it wasn't the getting gas in my car, it was the stopping. I did not want to stop on my way from here to here. Was it inconvenience? I didn't want to stop it, you know? And I'm like, you know, and Clint, bless his heart, would fill up my car all the time, but then I'd get down to just, you know, I was about to run out of gas. The, the E was on, and I'd be thinking, ah, you know? And so finally, I thought, okay, I need to change my approach on this. So I'm going to say, okay, eventually, if I'm going to keep going to where I want to go, I'm going to have to put gas in my car. Eventually, I can only drive this car to a certain point, and then I'm going to have to call my husband, mortified 
then he has to come bring me gas, and that would be very aversive to me. Or I'm going to flag somebody down. Or you start thinking about it. Okay, in the morning it's going to be 30 degrees, and I'm going to have to get up extra early, go to the gas station. It's going to be cold. I'm not going to like it. So I got this, you know, I, so now I think I need gas, and I think, okay, I know the drill, all the reasons why I'm going to stop and get gas, okay? And then I just go do it and get it over with, and I'm good, okay? Um, but it's that kind of, do what? No, I've already said that when you were out of the room. I said, Clint's so gracious about filling up my car, but I do stop. But do y'all see the, the thing of, we just go through this thing, you know, constantly of our thoughts, our thoughts, our thoughts. Um, and so we can do anything like that. But, you know, I can sit and talk about filling up my car and everybody seems to be able to relate to that. <laughs> um, but the purposeful kind of stuff is not really just, I mean, if I ran out of gas, that would be, yes, you know, a problematic thing. But it's things that we just run into in life that just seem to just, we're not gaining any ground in. So the scripture um, that, several scriptures I'm going to read to y'all, and I just want you to keep them in mind as we um, go through this. The first one, and y'all have heard this, and I've talked about it recently myself, but 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, and we talk about it a lot when we talk about strongholds. And the thing about this scripture is the battle in our mind, um, if we don't grab those thoughts, can sometimes take us into a stronghold. Repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. We believe a lie, we believe a lie, and then we get into something that takes on a life of its own, and that's a stronghold. And we have to go back through the process of how we got there. But um, hopefully we're just going to talk today about some, taking some thoughts captive. But the scripture is 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. That means we're not left up to our own devices of how we're going to win this war. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, that's one, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So those are the weapons of our warfare, and that's what we're doing. We're pulling down strongholds, we're casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, that means anything that's a lie doesn't line up with what God's Word says, and bringing thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. So if we're going to be a doer of the Word, what's that going to look like? It also says in John 8, 31 and 32, If you abide in my words, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Knowing the truth and, the, and know in that one is know, have an intimate knowledge of. So we've looked at this truth over and over and over, and it is alive, and God brings truth and freedom through looking at his word over and over. We have intimate knowledge. He's made it alive to us. Um, and this is a real good one because sometimes we just have a struggle with something and we pray about it. And we're like, God, I'm, I'm feeling anxious or God, I'm whatever. I'm depressed or God, I'm whatever it is. I'm struggling with this thing. Um, and we pray about it, but we don't get beyond that. And yes, that is a step in dealing with it. But um, Matthew 15, 7 says, if you live in me, Abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you. And continue to live in your hearts. 
ask whatever you will and it'll be done for you. So what I'm doing is it's not that I ask any old thing I want. It's that I've taken some thoughts captive, lined them up with what God says, and I'm being transformed. And then what I ask is lining up with God's word. You know, then it becomes I'm agreeing with him, and there's power in that in my situation. So we're going to look at how do we do it, okay? And a lot of times if we're in the middle of a battle, um, we vaguely have an idea of where God is in it. Like, God loves me. God is good. I'm supposed to be able to trust him in everything. Um, We have a kind of a vague idea, and it's based on Scripture, um, but it may not be a specific Scripture. It may not be something we can just really sink our teeth into. So, um, we need, excuse me, an area of our life to have a truth encounter, like the living kind, and we need to apply it specifically. So, I want y'all to remember we're always thinking, 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 thinking. And if I say to y'all, pink elephant, what do you see in your head? A pink elephant. And what if I say to you, stop thinking about pink elephants? What are you thinking about? Pink elephants. Okay. So I'm having this thought or this feeling, and I am trying to not have this thought or feeling. I'm trying to get to a different place than than what's been defeating me. And I can't just say myself, stop thinking that. I have to replace it with something else, like a sunset. Okay, when you think of a sunset and you hear that word, you're no longer thinking of a pink elephant. You're thinking of a sunset. So we do it all the time. We're constantly thinking and doing something with our thoughts. Um, So application Um, in this, because this is how I think and also think backwards in Scripture. If God tells us to do something, then... It's doable. How do we get to the place where we're doing it? (laughs) If Jesus said, I was telling Clint this, uh, if Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled, you know, my peace I leave with you, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, how do I not let my heart be troubled? Obviously, he's given me peace. How do I live in that and don't let my heart be troubled? He told me I could do it. In fact, he said, don't let. So I'm the keeper of my heart being troubled. Fair enough? (laughs) Um, and it also says, uh, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. If I'm not in perfect peace, then obviously my mind is not <laughs> stayed on him. So looking at the opposite of what does he tell us to do and how do I get there? It's obviously he's given us the reins because he said, don't let your heart be troubled. And he lived in the real world, folks. I mean, he was, it wasn't like his life was a breeze and he didn't see what was going on and he didn't know what we were going to face. He knew every day what we were going to encounter. So we're going to do an application of this today. Do something because it's, it sounds maybe gimmicky, but it was profound in my life. So I'm just going to share it or inflict it would be the word on y'all. Um, and it's going to sound kind of gimmicky, okay? But I, what I want you to do, it's not a gimmick. It's not a, just a trite thing. I want you to think about it as just a mental exercise of how we think something or we're feeling something, and we go and get God and bring him into the middle of it so that it can, can begin to change. 
Um, I am going to give you some note cards and um, two of them. Or you can get as many as you think you need. You already have them out there. And I want you to just sit for a few minutes and think about, and this they'll probably come to you pretty quick. Think about a couple of things in your life that are issues you struggle with. Um, it can be big. It can be little. Um, one of the ones that um, I really um, have, uh, that has really worked well for me is, I've been really feeling, my, my parents are 85 and almost 88 and um, having a lot of health issues and that's something that's on my mind and, and heavy and trying to help them navigate that. And, um, and so I can get anxious about the future, how's it going to play out, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, and so that would be maybe mom and dad would be on one side of my card. Okay, that's something that if I chase those rabbits, I start getting anxious or whatever. I start borrowing trouble from tomorrow. Um, it can be anything. It can be anxiety. It can be fear. It can be you feel really down on yourself. It can be depression. It can be anything. Um, and you may want to, you know, somebody not see your, your card. Um, and I see it on... <laughs> I thought you were writing on your phone there for a minute. I was like, she's, she's got it going on. They're hiding it, uh, which is fine. You don't have to share it with anybody. But what is your thing? What do you spend time chasing? It could be worry about fear about your kids. It could be your job. It could be, I mean, there's an unlimited amount of things you could fear. And you can have as many note cards as, you, as I have. <laughs> You're welcome to them. Um, but I, if you can, one problem on one note card, if you can. You might have already written <laughs> a bunch of them. I should have made that more clear at the beginning, but it'll work either way. Okay, so what we're going to do on this is we're going to do an exercise, and this is something that um, I know of someone who has about eight cards that they carry around in their purse. And this is a mental exercise they go through. And until you have, like, you have it memorized on the card, you see the problem, it flips in your head, I'm gonna flip my card over, <laughs> and this is what I'm gonna look at instead. And it's gonna be a scripture, it's gonna be God on the other side. So it would be the same thing as, okay, I am, I am feeling anxious about mom and dad, this is mom and dad on this side, and when I start feeling that, I start even thinking about it. I'm going to take my card, and whether I have it in my hand or I don't have it in my hand, I'm going to flip it over and go, okay, what's true? Because what I'm believing right now, I can't believe it. <laughs> I mean, what I'm thinking right now, I can't believe it. So I need to go where the truth is. And on the other side of my card, I'm going to put a scripture of what's true. Okay, this seems so elementary, y'all. I'm not trying to insult anybody other than that is what we do when we take thoughts captive, okay? We got the issue that's driving us crazy <laughs> or making us feel crazy or whatever we're doing. And the other side is what we're going to look at as truth. Now, is it that simple that I flip my card? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Does it work? Yes, it does. It does work when we renew our mind with what's true. So we're going to look at it 
And I have a book over here even that uh, I just brought this for a reference and I was going to go down and make a whole list for y'all. But um, it, there's lots of resources out there. You can do it on your phone. There's Bible apps. There's all kinds of things where you can look up whatever is going on for you. This one's got food-related strongholds, guilt, despair, unforgiveness, um, let's see, fear, anger, all kinds of things in here, addictions, rejection, feeling unloved, deception, pride, unbelief. Um, lots of scriptures in here that they're kind of topical and there's lots of resources. But the thing is you're going to have to go to a little effort <laughs> to find a scripture of what's going on with you. Um, be happy to share that book. But there's lots of resources where you can get one. Uh, it's going to take more than one. Um, but this is how you start, okay? This is <laughs> where the rubber meets the road. How do we do this um, kind of thing? So we're going to put on one side what is going on. On the other side is going to be our scripture or the word God sometimes. Sometimes God gets us started. You know, we're flipping it. We're inviting him now. We're not just in our stuff. We're inviting him in. So what I want you to do on that card is we um, will find your scripture on there. But um, even if you have to carry it around with you, this is the process where I want you to start it. First of all, you're going to, when the, you start having the thought about whatever, you're going to look at the front of your card and go, okay, here, here I am. This is um, the scripture that I'm going to look at. I'm going to read it. And I'm going to read it to the, probably the point I have it memorized because I'm going to have to do this over and over again. I'm going to pray it. And that would look like this scripture. God, your word says that you will guard me and keep me in perfect peace if my mind is stayed on you. Lord, I'm choosing to, stick, to stay my mind on you, and I'm asking for you to keep me at peace. I'm asking you to make this alive to me. I'm asking you to, um, to come into the middle of this. And I choose to believe, and this is an important part of it, I choose to believe what your word says is true. And this is not based on how I feel right now, okay? I'm feeling anxious, but I flipped my card over, and now I am saying, Lord, your word says that you'll guard and keep me in perfect peace, constant peace, if my mind is stayed on you, and I am choosing to believe that that's true. Okay. Ask God to make it real and alive to you. And then you repeat it over again and over again <laughs> and over again until your card is frayed and you have it memorized. And when that thought comes up, you're replacing it. You're replacing the pink elephant with the sunset. Now, is it immediate? Sometimes it is. Any of y'all had that shift where like you were really in a negative state and you read a scripture and all of a sudden internally you just shifted. You shifted how you were feeling. You shifted how you saw something. And all of a sudden it, it, became, it became different. You're in the middle of it. And now you're going, no, 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 no. What's true is what God's word says. And it could change how you feel in that moment. It can change your decisions. It can change your behavior. It can change. So you may need to walk around with your note card but that's a place to start. It's like, it's almost just a mental cue of, no, I'm not going down there. Pick one thing. And then you may need to add another, another scripture on there. One thing at a time, one step at a time. And it may take you six months with your card <laughs> or a year. But you will have made progress toward taking thoughts captive and tearing down strongholds.
Now this seems really basic. Some things you may blow through, you know, but um, I'm dealing with one right now in my life that um, I never have quite dealt with like this. And it is just uh, fear. It's anxiety. It's fear. And it's just coming at me. And um, when I'm focused on the truth, and I realize I'm under, there's an element of attack to it, but the same principle holds true, whether you're under attack or whether you're just believing a lie. <laughs> the same principle holds true. God's Word shifts us over to truth. Now, who wants to walk around basing their life on a lie? I mean, none of us intentionally want to do that because we're all thinking, well, you know, who wants to believe something that's not true? But the fact is we do believe things that aren't true. Um, and the only way we can change that is to go back to the truth and one scripture at a time <laughs> um, apply it. And so, like I said, this seems real simple, and we've heard it so many times. But, um, but the truth is, um, Jesus battled, fought his battles the same way. Okay, Satan was coming at him. And, I mean, we've, we all know this story. He, uh, Satan was coming at him, and Jesus kept responding with, it's written. Okay, it's written. That's how he did his battle. Who are we to think that we can do <laughs> any other way? Um, and I would really like to just, I've always, I, mean, I can be pretty passive about it. Like I go, yeah, that's exactly what I need to do. But that takes some effort. Well, and I told Clint, I said, you know, some battles I've, I've won have been because I was so miserable that it sent me scrambling to get some relief <laughs> or to, um, to find some truth to get a hold of some truth. And sometimes we may not be that motivated, but the fact is we can choose it and we can walk our way out of a situation or out of a, a stronghold or out of something because God's word is not just words. They're alive and they're powerful. And But it is our job to make the truth exchange. God does not do it for us. He does not come in and, and just automatically do that thing for you. You will walk in as much truth as you take it and flip your card over and look at what's true in it. And your feelings will come along. There's something in counseling and uh, in psychology called cognitive behavioral therapy. And what that is, and it's used for the majority of counseling situations, is you have a thought in a negative state or a negative state. We're going to figure out what it is you're thinking and we're going to go in and change your thinking. Well... Who came up with that truth? The Bible. That is, that is straight from God's Word. And so, yeah, it works. Because <laughs> it's God's truth. And man just happened to go, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the, thing, the things that are true in that are that we can change how we feel and where we live on a minute-by-minute, day-by-day basis with capturing our thoughts. And you may have to back up because sometimes when you're feeling anxious about something or you're um, dealing with something, it may take you a while to figure out the thought. Um, but if you're anxious about the future, you're not just sitting there going, I feel anxious about the future. I mean, you're not just thinking that. You're going, or, or my job, what if I lose my job? And what if I then what if I lose my house? And then what if I don't have enough food to eat? And then, and then, and then, and then. So it's not just one thought but it's a rabbit trail. And what you want to do is stop the rabbit (laughs) 
and put the truth in front of him. So he has to go, mm, not true. That's not true where I'm going. And uh, how many of us, if the, if the Word of God says you'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you, how many of us would like to have perfect peace? All of us. You bet. You bet we would. Perfect peace. Um, how many of us have perfect peace? Okay. And as much as we don't have perfect peace, <laughs> we know that we have some thoughts going through us that are, we need to grab. Okay, or if Jesus tells us, um, don't let your hearts be troubled. If my heart is troubled and I don't have perfect peace, then I got some stuff going on that does not line up with God's word. And the only way I can undo that is one thought at a time, one truth at a time. And the thing is, if you really want to have freedom and victory in your life in any area, the, way, the only way to get there that I know of is to start capturing your thoughts and line them up consistently with what is true. That doesn't mean that in that moment you're going to go, oh, you know, the light clicks on and I'm free from this forever. It's going to be a conscious choice. But the thing is, y'all do something with your thoughts all the time. So why not let it be something that takes you to a good place? Um, so, um, I think um, I, I, it could, I was kind of concerned about the whole card thing, seeming kind of trivial, but um, you know it has been huge in my life? I can see that card in my mind when I start going down a trail um, and I flip it over <laughs> and I have to have something that visual like, mm, nope, <laughs> what's true is on the other side and literally, y'all, it is on the other side. On one side of that card is whatever lie I'm believing and the other side is truth and it's totally on the other side and you can't be looking at the lie on one side if you're looking at the word of God on the other. You have to be focused on something. Pink elephant or the sunset. Okay. Um, so if any of y'all want scriptures, want to, to drag them, uh, help me, <laughs> we'll dig through it, whatever we need to do. Um, we can look at those. And I want to leave y'all with a scripture. Um, it's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Uh because I'm telling you, I'm dealing with anxiety, so I'm, I mean, there's other problems out there I can steal or <laughs> the battle I'm in right now. And making ground, let me tell you, I'm gaining some ground. Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, meaning if you were left up to your understanding, you would not be having peace, Okay. <laughs> If you just looked at how you saw it, peace would not be there. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I don't know about y'all, but I want my heart and my mind guarded. Do we not live in a world who that's coming at us fast and hard, and we better have a strategy for um, grabbing hold of what's true and anchoring ourselves to it? Um, because there's things and you can, anything can come at you in any given <laughs> couple of minutes that can rock you easily. Um, and so I want you to take your note cards home and I want you to find a scripture 
and I want you to start flipping it over. And it's that simple and it's that basic and see what God does. And it's one place to start. It's not going to transform you your whole entire life immediately, but it's going to start the transformation of where in that one place in your life. Not vaguely, specifically on God's Word.